Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the America West and the connections to get it done. And here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome. Welcome indeed. Thank you very much for that. That is Delinda Crampton from the Las Vegas Valley. And we have trained, Delinda and I have trained in the same network for many, many years. And we have truly enjoyed building our friendship and we enjoy our work as realtors in this particular part of the American West. So Delinda, how are you doing today? Doing great, thank you. You know, it's it's cooling down. It's fall here, so we're getting into my favorite time of year out in Las Vegas, and we've got an incredible real estate market right now, so it's keeping us on our toes, and we're having a ball. There you go. It's fall, and you're keeping on your toes with the market. That's great. Well, let's just jump right in. Uh, tell me about yourself and how you run your business in the Las Vegas area. Absolutely. So I came to the Vegas Valley back in 1998. At the time, I was working in broadcast news. And uh, shortly after I got married back in 2002, announced to my husband that I wanted to do some investing in real estate. And halfway through school, decided that, you know what, I think I want to make this a career. And little did I know, but I fell into my passion. And I have been so blessed for the last 17 plus years uh, to get to work in this business. Oh, that's excellent. That's a good story, actually. You kind of backed into it. And uh, what's the general market that you serve? So the Las Vegas Valley doesn't consist of just Las Vegas. There's North Las Vegas, there's Henderson on the south end, and then we've got Boulder City uh, below us as well. So I, I serve that entire area. Okay, and, and what's the, what, uh, what are the distances involved in, maybe in the total? In the oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so if you were to drive from one end of the valley to the other, you're looking at about 45 minutes. And that oh, can get you all the way up to Mount Charleston where we've got snow skiing. Oh, there you go. I did not know you had snow skiing right there uh, you know, within reach of Las Vegas. Yeah, who knew? Right in the desert, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, tell me about uh, how you run your business in terms of your style and, and what, what tact you take with clients and such. Sure. You know, we're very relational in our approach, and we look at ourselves as a trusted advisor. And we are not like a once and done, hey, I've got my check and I disappear. But we are looking this at this as a relationship for life. And I've got clients that I've done more than half a dozen transactions with, clients that have then referred their kids and their grandkids to me. And so it's been such an honor uh, to work with generation, family generations and and, you know, have clients who keep coming back. Yes, this is a uh, very relational business. And it, it sounds like um, y- your, your approach is paying off quite well for everyone because it's the relationships that keep things going and it's the relationships that make things tick. Yeah, so and, you know, we'll, we'll do fun stuff for our clients throughout the year as well. Um, you know, during the summer, usually I'll pick a blockbuster movie. This year it was going to be Wonder Woman until it kept getting postponed. And we'll rent out an entire movie theater and give away door prizes, treat them to lunch afterwards. Uh, in the fall coming up, we have our gratitude gathering where we give away pies for Thanksgiving. Uh, we've also got a uh, pumpkin event for Halloween, and the list goes on. <laughs> Excellent. 
Excellent. And so your your elevation there, um, with, you've got snow on the mountains, but you're in a valley. What What's your elevation and what's the general environment be, beyond the skiing? Yeah, we're in a valley, and even though we're in a valley, we've got different elevations here. Like if you were to buy a home up in Summerlin in the northwest part of town, you know, it's going to be a couple degrees cooler than, you know, if you were in the central part of the valley. Um, and then to the south of us, we've got Lake Mead. So, you know, you're down at lake level. And uh, then we go all the way to the other end of town where you can be in the mountains at Mount Charleston. Do you know by any chance how high Mount Charleston is and how low the valley is? You know, that is a great question. I do not know, but I will Google it while we're talking. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, That's unusual can. to stump me, and you got me stumped here. All right, 7,510 feet. There we go. It is Mount Charleston? Yes, that's what it says. Okay, wow. Well, for here, for folks in Southern California, Mount Baldy is about 10,000 feet, and Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear are right in the uh, between five and 7,000 feet. Oh, you know what? Sorry. The, the, there was conflicting information online. It's actually almost 12,000 feet, Mount and Charleston? it's our highest mountain. Mount Charleston? It's the eighth highest mountain in the state. Yes. Holy, holy cow. Mount Whitney is 14. Yeah, apparently from Summerlin to Mount Charleston, you go up 7,510 feet. So we've got some pretty darn good skiing up there on Mount Charleston, folks. And how far away is that from, uh, from the casino, if you will? Oh, you're looking at about a 30-minute drive, 40, no more than 45 minutes, you know, once you wow. go up the mountain. That's fantastic. That's paramount to our... Uh, to our surf and ski club uh, that people do here. They go surfing in the morning and skiing in the afternoon. You can certainly, can't surf, but you can certainly do things in the valley and go skiing. In a yes, but you could go scuba diving in the lake. Oh, Not the well, best scuba go. diving in the world, but we do have it. There you go. Very good. <laughs> and what's, what's the area around uh, Las Vegas? Because, you know, people think about Las Vegas as, the, you know, the strip and all that. But in the last generation, it has really blossomed into quite the metropolis. Uh, describe that. What's going on there? Yeah, you know, so we're a big valley surrounded by mountains. And, you know, when you, when you live in the suburbs, you know, you're definitely away from the casinos and the machines. Although I will say, like, if you go into uh, some grocery stores past the checkout lines, they'll have a couple gaming machines that you can go do. Um, but it's not like you're, the strip is constantly in your face. Um, you know, if we want a great dinner, there's all kinds of five-star restaurants. Or if we want to go to a show, we'll go down to the strip. And that's about 20 minutes from our house. But otherwise, I mean, it's like regular neighborhoods, suburbs, lots of parks. Uh, our big employers here, aside from the casinos, is government and education. Okay. Okay, very good. And um, go back to the weather real quick. Do you get all four seasons to a degree, or is it? Uh, yes, I was going to say to a degree. Um, we have the most gorgeous winters, and your highs are in like the 50s, upper 50s, low 60s. Uh, and then at night, it can get down to around freezing. Um, right now in the fall, normally we're in like the 80s down to the 70s, possibly during the day. We've had a little warmer fall where we've been upper 80s, low 90s. But coming out of, you know, 112 degrees, it feels great. <laughs> it's all perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all perspective. 
What's the, uh, what's the vibe in terms of um, types of businesses, types of work for people who might be thinking of relocating who, who are still, still working, still in their careers? Right. Well, I had mentioned, you know, a couple of our big employers are, you know, the government and education. You know, Amazon uh, is out here. They're opening up another facility. There's a lot of businesses that are relocating here because we have no state tax and it is just such a business-friendly environment. But, I mean, you've got all the traditional stuff. We've got lots of attorneys um, and just, you know, just about any business you've got everywhere else. Because you've got to support that population. Exactly. So there's all kinds of things to do. And we are so sensitive to winter here in California. Um, Your winter must be absolutely gorgeous. Um, I've been through there on road trips a couple of times in the summer, but uh, the winter in the desert is always beautiful. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that and what people can do on a long weekend uh, coming out of Las Vegas. Uh, So for a long weekend, one of the things that you could do, aside from a lot of people make a trek to California because it's like three hours to Orange County, or what you may want to do is you can rent cabins up at Mount Charleston. I've also gone skiing in Utah. It's just three hours away. Um, you You can do hiking. We've got amazing hiking out at Red Rock State Park here, which is on the west side of the valley. Uh, We've also got some great hiking down near Lake Mead. Um, Boating is another popular option as well. So I mean, there's just so much to do here um, and so much within a three hours drive as well. You know, great national parks too, um, such as Zion. Yes. Zion, the Grand Canyon, all of southern Mm -hmm. Utah. Southern Utah is just gorgeous, just beautiful. Oh, well, that's very good. And and tell me about that population. It has really, um, I don't know if the word exploded is appropriate, but it has grown quite quickly over the last generation. Tell me about that. Yes, yes. So we're we're getting croaching up on two and a half million people here. And I remember when I first moved here back in 98, there were literally 5,000 people who were moving here every single month. So it's definitely kept up the demand when it comes to housing, you know, whether it's finding a rental or finding a place to buy. Um, it's, so it's a very popular place to live. We're seeing a lot of retirees moving here, uh, lots of business owners, like I, I mentioned earlier as well, because it's affordable. No, absolutely. So active retirement, I would imagine, is a big deal. Uh, yes, lots and lots of 55-plus communities uh, all throughout town with a lot of great amenities and things to offer as well. And when you're flying into Las Vegas, you can just see the sprawl. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you've got plenty of, of uh, open space there for, for housing. So uh, is the, de- the density must be pretty, pretty low because it's uh, not a lot of, um, not, not a lot right. of high-rises ri- high in, in terms of, of living. Yes, there's some high-rise living down near the Strip. Um, That's the main high-rise living. You get a lot of um, casino workers who live there, like cocktail waitresses and stuff. Um, You'll also get single people living there. And, you know, as far as if you want more land, um, 
you know, an average lot size is around 7,400 square feet. Uh, but if you're looking for like, you know, a half acre to an acre, you're probably going to be a little more on the outskirts of the valley. Um, those lots do exist. They're just fewer and farther in between. Not yeah. as many. Yeah, definitely. And what's the... Um, What's the average age? I shouldn't say it that way, but is, do you think it's growing? Do you think the average age is growing or shrinking? Are there more families or are there more retirees, do you think? Mm, that, that is a great question. You know, I mean, there's so many families here, and yet at the same time we've constantly got retirees moving here. Yeah. So I would ballpark guess that we're probably all different ages kind of growing at a similar rate. Yeah, because it is pretty diverse. With two and a half million people and, and diverse industries and such, uh, I would certainly imagine that uh, you're not going to be um, you're not going to be lopsided in who you're attracting. No, not at all. There's something there's something to offer for every age. Although I would say right now we're seeing a huge influx coming in from California, especially people who are like, you know what? We're seeing how much further our dollar will stretch here, and so they're choosing to retire here. So we may be getting a little extra bump um, as far as percentages on the retirees. Okay, very good. And um, you mentioned 55 plus communities a, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, tell me about those. Are they uh, are they on the upswing? Uh, what are they like? What what do they offer? Yeah, you know, some are a little more active and vivacious than others, but you know, most of them all have a golf course, a clubhouse, um, activities. Um, they, we've got one down here in Henderson that's got a couple golf courses. They've got uh, more than uh, probably about 30 different clubs that you can join. Um, you know, great pool area and amazing gym overlooking with views of the valley. Um, like literally, if you're a retiree, you could stay busy and active with activities all day, every day. And if there's nothing to do there, you're within no time of plenty of activity around the valley and beyond. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the retirees like going to the local casinos, too. There, there's casinos that are off the strip that locals tend to go to. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so it's not all the bright light, big city bright lights, uh, but there's, there's, uh, there's casinos, uh, I won't say in the neighborhoods, but off the strip. Yeah, I mean, just right on, right near the neighborhoods, and you know they've got great, great restaurants. They bring in entertainers as well. Um, they've got you know the the rooms you can book. So pretty much everything that's offered down on the strip you can get at a locals casino. All right, very good. How is that growth working out? How is everybody responding to the growth in terms of well, businesses of course are responding because it's kind of suburbia. Um, but what about things like infrastructure and and uh, and and the like? How's that coming going along? Yeah, I, we constantly, for example, will have road construction going on. There was a point in time where they were having trouble on the major freeways uh, keeping up, but they've added extra lanes, and now traffic seems to flow a lot better. Uh, even during rush hour, um, you know, they've built a lot of additional housing. There's constantly restaurants going in. Uh, seen a lot of commercial strip center complexes get built up as well. Um, so, you know, it's always fun having new restaurants open, new places to go to and try. And, um, you know, like I said, it's a very business-friendly environment here. So I think with the population that, um, you know, it's a great place and opportunity for businesses to open up. 
And the one thing that uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it works out, and I haven't been keeping up with it at all, but the new Raiders Stadium, what's, uh, what's, mm-hmm. going, on? what's going on it, with that? That's it was so fun watching that get built because it's literally right off our major freeway that goes through town, and yes. the Raiders Stadium is very close to the Strip. But it's shaped to look like a football helmet, and um, one end of it is all uh, – kind of where they can do like neon lights, like, you know, billboard, kind of, you know, put whatever they want up there uh, for it to say or display or picture. I've seen them working on that recently. But it's been interesting to watch the games and them playing to an empty stadium. And it's so sad because we had all these people that, you know, bought tickets for this first season there. And um, now they're, you know, pumping in fan noise and whatnot. Um, But it'll be exciting when we can actually go to a game there. And then the college, UNLV, is going to be playing there as well oh i was going to ask that because unlv is right there uh are mm-hmm. they, they're, they're going to be sharing the stadium yes wow so they're going to have a beautiful place to play that, that is that's fantastic how's the the infrastructure working there i i had heard something about uh parking being a little bit tough and they yeah were gonna, yeah parking is uh, a little bit of an issue my understanding is they're trying to buy up homes and stuff uh surrounding it so that they can add additional parking, but we really need a big parking garage for that stadium. Yeah. But instead what people can do is that they encourage you to Uber in or uh, they're coming from, you know, close by on the strip and coming over. Okay. And how about regional services? Are they keeping up well with with the population growth, you know, um, hospitals, airport, public transportation and such? Yeah, they seem to be. What we're finding is some of the hospitals are building these little mini hospitals uh, throughout the communities. So you, it can be, it's an emergency room if you want, need it as an emergency room, for example. All right, excellent. And the airport uh, is pretty good airport. Is that anything going on there? Yes, I mean, other than, you know, right now with COVID, <laughs> it's a lot emptier when you go there. You know, you, it's very quick through security, but it's a great airport and uh, one of the busiest, I think, probably in the country. What about schools and, and the like for families? Right. So schools, uh, you know, when I moved here, they were constantly building and opening uh, new schools every year. We typically will see... Um, I think about three schools a year, new schools get built and opened. So um, they're constantly, you know, working to keep up with the population growth in that way. All right. Very good. Very good. That's key. There's, we've seen instances before where it's been a population boom and the infrastructure and the services can't keep up. So that's good to know. Now, California's cost of living, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that a little bit earlier. That could be brutal. Uh, in mm-hmm. general, how, how does yours compare to California? What, what, what's a, a gallon of gas cost, a gallon of regular gas? Sure. Well, right now you're looking at $2.62, so okay. not bad. Yep. And uh, what, about, what about the cost of a night on the town? So just last week, my husband and I celebrated our anniversary, and we went down and stayed on the Strip and did a little staycation. But if you wanted right now, you could get a suite at the Venetian for as little as $112 a night uh, during the week and then $180 on the weekend. So we've got some smoking deals right now as the casinos kind of try to limp back and come back from COVID. Um, Back when we had shows going on, you could get tickets for like $100 
$1,000 a person for the, the really big name Cirque shows uh, down to as little as $20 a person to go to a show. And uh, dinner, if you were going to go out for a fine dinner, um, you know, at a really nice like four or five star restaurant and, you know, include drinks and whatnot, you're probably looking at $100 a person. So does that kind of answer your question? Yes, absolutely. What about um, what about taxes? Uh, sales tax. I think you have no income tax. Um, no state income tax, which is a huge savings right there. And then, as far as our sales tax rate, it is less than you guys. It's six point eight five percent. Yes, it is less than us. We're at about seven seventy five, you know, seven point seven five, and LA is at mm-hmm. I think at nine and a half. Ugh, painful. Yeah, yeah, it is painful. We've, uh, I tell people, we figured out all kinds of different ways to tax ourselves in California. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, from, uh, now, I shifted gears a little bit more towards the real estate side. From, from L.A. to San Diego, the cities, um, we have an average uh, home prices from anywhere from 700000 to well over a million, uh, depending upon the cities. What's, uh, what's your local median or average home price uh, or you know, standard home price? What can you say about that? Yeah, well, compared to you guys, Las Vegas is on a clearance sale because our median price right now is $337,000, and our average is $407,000. Wow, very good. And what, what does that home look like? Yeah, so you're probably looking at a three to four bedroom home, two and a half bath on kind of an average, you know, 7,400 square foot lot. And uh, our taxes are really low too when it comes to property tax. It's just 0.69%. So two thirds of 1%. And, And is that the base rate with stuff added on or is that it? That's it. That's it. There you go. We have 1% and we just add all kinds of local, local assessments on top of that. So, mm. all right. So basically 0.69. Okay. I can get, I can get my arms around that. Uh, does that rise? Or, um, yeah, all? you know, as the, as the market rises, they'll reevaluate every couple of years. And, and what do so. they base it on? Just market value? Mm-hmm. Yes. Based on market value. Okay, so it's every, is it on a cycle, like every two, three years they come through and they, they redo the market values? Yes, every couple of years, usually about every two years. Okay, there you go. Uh, not bad at all. So no income tax, very reasonable sales tax, very low property tax, and um, just all kinds of things to do there. That's, that's wonderful. That sounds like a good Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great lifestyle. And, you know, when we decided to have kids, I was a little concerned about it. But I think, you know, growing up with Vegas, it's, it's just, you know, a part of their life. And so they're just kind of oblivious to it. And they're just doing their thing with school and friends and whatnot. That's great. Very good. Very good. Very family friendly in the long run. If you uh, Oh, and we have more parks per capita in Henderson uh, than I think anywhere in the country. Really? I mean, oh, you've got a park at every turn. It's awesome. And, and your office, I believe, is in Henderson. And yes. And how far away is that from Vegas? And what's the, you know, bring up that, that idea. Sure. Of you are removed from Las Vegas, but you're also, you know, you can be a very, very big part of it. And Vegas. yet 
within minutes. Yes. Yeah. You know, for yeah. me to get to the strip from my office or my house is only 10 to 15 minutes and to get to the airport 10 minutes away. But you're very removed in Henderson. It's kind yes, of a very uh, yes. Yes. And actually Henderson has been ranked as one of the best places in the country to live, too. There you go. What uh, to what do they attribute that? What are the features that they call out? Well, I know one of the things they always mention is the parks. And that it's just, you know, very family friendly, uh, low crime, some of those things. Cost of living. Very good. How about new construction? We talked about that, the sprawl. Sure. And the big lots are, uh, are on the edges. What about new mm -hmm. construction? Is it meeting demand? It, it's, it's about keeping pace with demand right now, although we are seeing some lot releases where you literally go into almost like a lottery type thing where they will release a couple lots and they may have six people, ten people wanting that lot, and so they'll put it out for bid and the, the one that comes back with the highest bid gets the lot. So um, it just shows how much demand there is. And as far as a build-out, you're looking at five to six months. And when it comes to starting prices for new builds, you're typically in the 300s on up. Very nice. That's a good starting point. My gosh. And that's Very. A, that's a... Um, what that house look like? That would be for a single family. Now, for a townhome, you can get starting in the 200s. Ugh. And they've got some townhomes in some great locations, very desirable locations for that, too. Fantastic. How can you help an out-of-state buyer with new construction? Somebody who's coming in from, mm -hmm. from Southern California or from any part of the West who you know, doesn't live there and isn't going to live there until their house is available, how can you help them along the way? Yes, we do that all the time. So what we'll do in advance of them coming is kind of get their criteria. And we have access to every single new build in town, all the floor plans, and we can find out which ones are fit for them, email them those them for review. And then when they come into town, we will take them on a tour. And based on kind of what they've shared with us about what they're looking for, uh, we'll know which communities might be of interest. And so, you know, we'll take them around, drive them throughout town, show them the community, show them a few homes in each of the locations, you know, talk about what the areas have to offer when it comes to lifestyle, amenities, all that kind of stuff. And then what we've also done with our out of town is, you know, sometimes they're not always able to come into town so easily. And so we'll go and we'll FaceTime them or do a Zoom or something like that uh, from the property and show them the homes that way. Of course. And that's becoming more and more popular, more and more acceptable these days. Mm -hmm. For sure. So can a buyer come into town after having purchased the new construction and it's not ready yet, or they're looking for a place and they haven't found anything, they need to rent something. Is it, right. is it possible to rent for less than a year? It is possible. Um, we have got some apartment complexes in town that will do as little as a three-month term. Um, if someone's looking for just a month, we usually recommend doing an Airbnb or a weekly place like a residence inn or something like that. Uh, for single-family housing, it's harder to get a shorter term. Usually they want a year. We have been able to get six months for some of our clients. Okay, so just have to be, be aware of that and be careful about that. Yes. What, do you have any particular advice for out-of-state buyers coming that way? 
Well, one of my pieces of, of advice would be, you know, if it's contingent on the sale of your home, don't bother like seriously looking as far as ready to make offers until your home is in contract. Because right now it's a seller's market, so it's very competitive. Inventory is low, and if you have a contingency versus another offer coming in that doesn't have a contingency, they're probably going to go with that other offer. Okay, very good. And that's that's the seller's market that we're in right now. It is. Uh, in general, uh, what approach do you think they should take from coming from out of town? I mean, should they come into town and stay for a while? Um, oh, any okay. Particular any particular nuances about doing that? Yeah, so typically when we've got out-of-towners coming in, they're usually staying and going out looking for about two to three days. Uh, you probably don't need more than a week, um, but often three days is long enough to you know, see everything that's a good fit for you, get a feel for the areas, and decide you know, what it is you're interested in if you want to make an offer. Yeah, and, and, and so often it's not just, oh, I like that house, I like that price, but it's, hey, let's go check out the area. Let's drive that 45 minutes from one end of the valley to the other. Let's check out Mount Charleston. Let's, let's do some things. And that takes a couple of days sometimes to kind of get a feel for the vibe. Right, and so often what we'll do is one of the days we'll focus on the south end of town. Uh, the other day we'll focus on the north side of town. We'll kind of divvy it up. Very good. Well, do you have any other, um, any other quick tidbits you'd like to share before we wrap it up? Uh, I would just say that, you know, I love living in Las Vegas. I kind of got stuck here because I met my husband, and he's a desert rat and has lived here since he was eight. But it really is a valley that has so much to offer um, from, you know, amazing restaurants if you're a foodie to great outdoor activities a little bit of everything to you know all kinds of entertainment if you're into shows uh, lots of stuff to offer for families we've got the water parks and all that um, along with just the regular parks we've got all kinds of um, all the sports that you know kids get involved in club sports and whatnot and um you know, and also we've got, you know, relationships with realtors across the country. So, you know, if it's not Vegas, then Dick or any of us can help connect you with an amazing realtor in another area of the country as well. You know, uh, that's, uh, that's a testament to our network, uh, all these people that we have known for so many years as we have trained together. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about is, letting people know that we have connections and we can really help them land on both feet. So very well said. And, and all, those things, all those things you were saying about the area, that's not just an excited realtor saying that. Uh, Henderson has been voted one of the best places to live in the country. So um, there's, there's that as well. Uh, well, I do have two questions that I like to ask uh, as we wrap up. As realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. So like daily, we've got all kinds of different hats on, if you will. What's your favorite hat to wear as a realtor? You know, one of the things that I have the most fun with, I would have to say, is doing those little unexpected extras and going above and beyond, beyond what a client would expect of you. Just that wow factor. Uh, for example, just last week, I had a closing where the um, – the, everything was supposed to be moved out over the weekend, and the agent showed up for the final walkthrough, and the garage still had boxes. 
And so I was out there and I literally went and moved boxes and made sure that the garage got cleaned out so that we could close that day. So just, you know, the little extra things that, you know, people would never expect their agent to do. Um, and just those surprises. And, you know, another thing too would be like, I'm a really tough negotiator. And so I like to keep every single dollar in my client's pocket that I can um, when selling their home and when buying, you know, getting them the very best deal. And, you know, we've got clients that, you know, the appraisal just came in and they got it 5,000 below appraised value, 12,000 below appraised value. Um, super exciting for them to walk in with equity and exciting for us to have gotten them such a great deal. Marvelous. And you touched on this before. Um, I always like to ask what you do to keep it fun for you and your clients. And you talked about all the different uh, parties and the, and the um, Thanksgiving stuff that you do. Um, what, what about your staff? How do you keep them entertained and keep them um, interested and, and energized? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I like to do fun activities with the team. We have a real kind of uh, family feel. Like we really know each other. We care about each other. Uh, there are seven of us on the team. And so, you know, we've done lunch and a movie. Uh, we've gone out and we've played laser tag. Um, I like to just every so often go do fun stuff with them because I just think it's great for building that family community within the team. And that goes a long ways towards service to the client too. When the when the team's having a good time, and that, that's very good. That's very good. Well, thank you for all of this. All of it very well said. I just My love pleasure. learning. I, I I just love learning more about our fellow network agents and the areas they represent. So, thank you so much for joining us. I just really appreciate your time, and I hope you've enjoyed being on the show. Thank you, and you're so very welcome. Well, I'm sure we will be talking again very soon. Uh, we have a big event coming up next spring, but we should certainly be talking be before then. And uh, when we do get together, I hope we take uh, time to get a meal and, um, and you know, catch up. I think, uh, I think that event is going to be a super spreader event because we haven't seen uh, – all of us in the network haven't seen each other for so darn long – we're going to be definitely. And it's going to be one big happy family reunion. That is for sure. It really is. Well, in the meantime, best wishes from me to you, Delinda, for Thank an Thank you, and you as well. Have a, just have an excellent rest of your year. Thank you. Thank you. And you have fun too. And thank Alrighty. you so much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye now. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Delinda Crampton from Las Vegas Valley, which is Las Vegas and Henderson. And she obviously is a very experienced professional ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Las Vegas area. And she's got a big team there who is focused on helping you definitely succeed. If you'd like me to introduce you to Delinda, uh, please feel free to contact me and I will be happy to hook you up and make sure that they uh, follow through and treat you well. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available and would be honored to help you with your real estate needs here in North Orange County. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas I do not serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care.